Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of Tell Me What You Know. Today is Tuesday, September the 10th. Uh, here, as always, with Michael Pelican, Michael number two. How's it going? Going pretty good. How are you? Good. No uh, no remark for episode 20? Episode 20. I was thinking of episode 20. Two decades. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. You're going to wait for next week? Yeah. I mean, that's a big one. I wonder what's going to come next week. I'm going to pop open some bourbon. Right on. Uh, how's it going? What's going on? Uh, it's going pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Good weekend. Uh, good weekend. Nice. Big weekend coming up. That's right. Got a little um, filming action going on. A little on. filming action. We are going to document uh, the C2C rally, Coast to Coast rally. It's a cannonball run tribute race. Well, yeah. it's not technically a race. Right. Uh, we are going to Don't drive. Don't say the R word. We're going to drive from uh, Darien, Connecticut to the Portofino Inn in Redondo Beach, California. And, uh, in about 36 hours. In, yeah, straight through. Yeah. Uh, see how fast we can get there. Right on. Uh, people will be driving some crazy cars. Yeah. Uh, there's an ambulance coming that's like a replica from the 1979 movie, so the, the Cannonball Am- Run. The ambulance is not there to help people. No, okay, no, 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 gotcha. no. It's it's designed to make it the whole way. Okay. Well, d- designed to. Is right. Maybe not. I don't think it's going to make it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it's going to be very exciting. I, I look forward to uh, regaling you with some tales. Yeah. Have you, has like the dread like sunk in yet that you're going to be in a car for 36 hours oh, with people oh, the you don't know? Stomach. Yeah. Well, I, in, in all honesty, I would rather be in a car for, with people I don't know for that long. Really? I think so. Huh. Yeah. Because people are more likely to be more courteous. Well, and I guess you're there. Polite. Uh, for a reason as well, right? So yeah. they know you're not just some guy tagging along. You're there to help I'm them I'm not out, a hitchhiker. Kind of. That's true. <laughs> That's but true. sort of am. Right. Um, well, that'd be cool. You'll get some yeah. good uh, good videos, some good I guess, oh, audio stuff for some podcast type things maybe. Yeah, yeah. We're not, I'm not 100% sure how we're going to use it yet, but uh, a little maybe mini documentaries in the in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, I've written a movie called yes. Lambo Ed uh-huh. about this. Yeah. Uh, I'm working with Ed Bolian on this project as well. Uh, so we're excited to sort of get this going. And uh, yeah, actually, I'm pretty excited. I think the podcast material will be pretty interesting, yeah. um, depending on all the, the zany characters that I'm stuck in a car with. It's definitely a cool story to tell and one that not a ton of people know about, I guess. I mean, a lot of people know Cannonball Run. I feel like they have heard of it, but I don't know that they know the insides and all that kind of stuff. They don't know how it has proliferated um, sort of after the movie. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this this stuff still goes on. People have these car rallies uh, that are just kind of like parties. People drive from city to city, maybe like six, eight hours a day. There was one called the Gumball 3000. That's one. Uh, so yeah, but it is a, it's a, a mainstay of car culture. This is the last time, supposedly this is the last time these race organizers are going to be putting this specific race on. So there's like a last race mentality to this, this is like the last run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Well, that is cool. Wear your seatbelt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we'll hear more about that next week, Brent, probably. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Very cool. I have um, one more warning. Yeah. A lot of people are getting sick on these vape pens. Yeah. Following up on our jewel episode. Oh, yeah. What oh, yeah. did you find out? Uh, well, some people are vaping way too much. Like, supposedly, like if you vape, some people vape constantly uh-huh. throughout the day. Yeah. And it's supposedly creating these pulmonary yeah, uh, yeah. issues that they're not 100% sure what are exactly causing it. Right. And doctors are saying, like, until we know, you should stop vaping. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's these things are designed to, you know, like, all right, think about a cigarette. You have to go outside. Take, like you have to get up, you have to move to a place where you can smoke and then you, and then you don't want to be there. So you come back. Right. Yeah. If you can just sit on your couch all day or in wherever. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not like a, that's not a replacement, right? Yeah. That's you're, you're overusing at this point. You've got addicted people with an easier use to yeah. nicotine, easier access to nicotine. Yeah. And they can just sit in their house and do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, I think some bad things are going to come out about it oh. for sure. Don't jewel. Follow up. Don't jewel. Yes. Very cool. Well, not the, the car race, not the race, sorry, the car drive trip and the jewels are not the topics for today. Should we get into the topics? Let's for do today? the topics. Okay. Uh, Michael, tell me what you know about prosthetics. Ooh. So a prosthetic is I lost my arm and I get a prosthetic arm or hand or whatever. Sure. Um, I don't know anything about who made the first one or like when they first started. I would imagine maybe like, well, as long as they've been wars, the people have been like sticking peg legs and stuff. That's been like the earliest form of it, like a pirate with a peg leg. Uh, that'd be like a form of prosthetic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Give me a little bit about their history. Yeah. So not, not, a, not a bad guess. Um, basically they, it has as much of a medical issue as it does like a, an emotional issue mm. as well. So it kind of c- completes the wholeness of a person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. An, an effective prosthesis delivers renewed functionality. It's also cosmetically pleasing. Uh, okay. So it's like I said, you know, medical device and, a, and some comfort there. Emotional comfort. The earliest prosthesis discovered was a toe. So not a leg, not an arm. It was actually a toe, and it was it belonged to a noble woman discovered in Egypt. Of uh, course, she's noble. I'm so self conscious about my toe. Dating back to the to 950 to 710 BC. So wow, 3,000 ish years ago. Yeah, I mean a long time ago. Yeah, um, but if you think about it, the toe obviously you wanted to have you know your toe there, but to wear those sandals they wore, they like the traditional sandal, you couldn't wear a flip flop without the big toe. It, <laughs> it doesn't work toe. for a stump. If you don't have a big toe, what you just have like you're you know. just gonna be left. Yeah, you 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 might as well have like an ankle. Uh, that's why they maybe had more tevas. That's where Jesus was walking around with tevas. Oh. Yeah, more <laughs> another Bir- strap. Birkenstock. Yeah, Birkenstock. Action. Yeah. Huh, well, wasn't the case there. So that was the <laughs> earliest one back in ancient Egypt. Uh, a famous ancient Roman, Marcus Sergius, was actually he was a uh, famous is what I read. I don't know a whole lot about ancient Romans, but. He, he's one of them. He was a, 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 a war man, a fighter. What do you call uh-huh. a soldier? A warrior. A, <laughs> a warrior. warrior. Uh-huh. Of the warrior a class. A war man. Uh, so in the Second Punic War, which is 218 to 201 BC, okay. he lost his right hand and was given an iron prosthesis. Mm-hmm. This allowed him to hold up his shield and continue fighting. My question is, uh, did he lose the hand uh, that he fought with or was it his shield hand? Did he have to learn he how to, to fight? Switch. Right. It was a la Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's, but uh, found out that he had a long, successful career after that. He was actually captured by Hannibal twice and escaped both times <laughs> with his iron hand. Well, they put the cuffs on him, and he just took his iron hand off. Right. Too bad he never became leader. He could have ruled with his iron fist. Oh, wow. That's a good wow. one. That's a good one. <laughs> Moving on. In the early 16th century, uh, Ambrose Pear uh, was making some significant advances, not just to prosthetics, but also to amputations. Hmm. Um, so he created a hinge joint and a prosthetic hand. That was the first time a hinge joint was there. He also had a leg with a locking knee joint. And because of the amputation advancements, uh, this made it easier to attach the limbs in a more natural way. So it would be like, hey, if, if the doctor hadn't cut off your leg like this, we could have used this prosthetic. So right. he sort of married those two, two schools of thought, essentially. Yes, I mean, this is early 16th century. I don't even know what the amputation scene was like. Oh, man. I mean, it seems like, it, especially even up to the Civil War, if you got shot or something, you just died. I'm pretty sure the medical field is not really 
up to par until like to a thing that I would actually want to go ask for medical help until like right. basically 1990. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so after the 16th century, we moved to the Civil War where the next kind of big jump in the technology happened. Uh, James Hanger, he was a Confederate soldier, one of the first amputees of the war. He created the Hanger limb. Uh, it was a prosthetic leg. It was made from barrel stabs and metal. Uh, it had a hinged and ankle and knee joint. And the company that he started then is a leader in the industry today, still. Hmm. So the J. Hanger Company oh, wow. still does prosthetic stuff. That's um, great. So from there, like through the American Revolution, sorry, from there through the, the World Wars, there wasn't a ton of advancement, even with all the fighting going on, mm-hmm. until after the World Wars, 1946, they invented the suction sock advancement for lower limb prosthetics. Mm. This, was, this helped uh, give it a more, more natural feel, kind of a similar tech that's still used today. And then uh, in the 1970s, Isidro Martinez uh, created a lower limb prosthesis that focused more on comfort and less on friction, or sorry, more on comfort and, and provided less friction instead of uh, replicating a natural pure limb. function. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you they, you know if you're not in pain when you're using it, you're able to kind of keep your gait going. Maybe it's not the same natural movement, but it's just more feels better. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Huh. Finally, bringing on into today, uh, there's obviously. You see it a lot more often now, I feel like. Uh, carbon fiber is huge. A lot mm-hmm. lighter. So much lighter, yeah. A lot stronger. stronger. Uh, 3D printing and biometrics have become mm-hmm. big in the field. Uh, they've got robotic arms now, right? So they more range of motion, more control, and more use out of these limbs. Especially for, I feel like, for upper limbs, like for your arms and stuff. You yeah. can actually, you can grip things slightly, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, so kind of the reason I I've came onto this topic was I, I found out about a company out of Orlando this past weekend. Uh, it's called Limitless. And Limitless is pretty cool. Uh, they provide bionic arms to children with what they call limb difference. Okay. So if you're missing an arm, uh, if you have an underdeveloped arm, if it's, you know, from an amputation or from a congenital disease from birth or whatever, they 3D print these prosthetics and they use electromyographic technology, which I guess helps with the muscle twitches, right? So you can kind of control it through your what whatever's left of the, of the muscle that's there, right? Uh-huh. They say uh, through non-invasive EMG technology, we're able to create a prosthetic that is lighter, less expensive. Uh, arms are lightweight, easy to use, and have multiple functions and gestures. The, it's cool. So it's for kids, right? So the kids come in and they can design these arms so that the skins on them are kind of how they want them to be. Each one's unique. Uh, so the sleeve design for each of the arms is unique to the, to the kid. They're printed on the 3D printers there. It reflects their personalities, their interests, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and then when they're learning to use these arms, they have these video games that kids play and they control the game with their arms. So they get used to how, how it would feel or, or they had to learn the new dexterity, right, how, right? They, like, how you can move it, how you can, you know, grip that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's some really cool videos on there. There's this one kid, he's a big, uh, superhero fan and, uh, he met Robert Downey Jr. in hotel room as, and, and he had these two giant Stark boxes. Oh, that's awesome. And, t- and so Robert Downey Jr. puts on his arm. The kid puts on his arm. And <laughs> he's like, like an Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, you know who that is? He's like, Iron Man. He's like, that's right. That's awesome. And what's his name? He's like, Robert. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. like, let's go. That's awesome. This is cool. Uh, yeah. So they hang out for a while. And, uh, you know, the, the hand lights up. And it's just this red uh, Iron Man arm. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it, is that his, his full arm or is this like a special one that he has? The kid, I mean. 
Yeah, so that's his. That's his arm. Oh, that's his pure arm. That's yeah, his, that's the one he his, can use now. Oh, that's awesome. Another one. Uh, there was this kid who uh, he he is autistic, and so when he was younger, I guess he had to remove some of his right arm as well. And he's a big Blue Man Group fan. Oh. And so he came in. Uh, <laughs> he heard that his like mom had won backstage passes to, for like a meet and greet, but they were actually delivered him his arm back there as well. And he had to meet the Blue Man Group and go to a show and all that kind of stuff. So it's a cool company doing some cool stuff. I think they rely a lot on donations and that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but check them out, Limitless. Yeah, Limitless. L I M B. I mean, they f- fully go into the Limitless. Uh, limitless. Cool. Correct. Yeah. Cool Do, company. Um, the hand prosthetics have they gotten to the point where they have like more than you know, pretty good like dicks? They like, can digit move. Control from what I've seen, stuff? you can move fingers. I don't know if you can move them individually. If it's just like a grasp, or maybe it's like three come together. Yeah. You know, I guess you don't need all five to. I stay. mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there are some companies where you can. You know, it, it probably takes a ton of training getting used to to be able to like do something like right, you know? Yeah. I think that'd be pretty tough. Yeah. Cause you yeah. can't, you have no feeling in your fingertips or anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know, but it's, I mean, you can grab things. I'm sure like tying your shoes is just going to be a hassle, you know, like, that oh kind yeah. Of stuff, so, well, I, I, little backstory. I broke my clavicle, uh, in all December about you. all about me. Well, yeah. no, it just made me really appreciate how complex like yeah. the joints are and all the range of motion and things you can do just with, I mean, it's crazy. And then, yeah, to have to recreate that with something, uh, mechanical, it's yeah. pretty nuts. I was going to bring up uh, Oscar Pistorius, but I don't know if we want to talk about that guy or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to bring up, uh, I mean, one of my favorite movies, The Fugitive. Yeah. Man with the one arm man. That's right. Coming to kill. I do not understand how they did not find this man. He only had one arm. I mean, it's so limited. I mean, it it, yeah. it limits Limbits. your your suspects pretty quickly. Sure. Uh, and there was a guy that worked for the medical. Anyways, I think they would have tracked that guy down. <laughs> Uh, I, I was, I, there's a lot of, uh, I guess like famous amputees out there that I didn't really realize like Jerry Garcia is missing a finger, but I mean, some of that stuff's just different. It turns yeah. out to be like a diabetic thing at the end of yeah. their lives, that kind of thing. Um, also, uh, like the eye, like the glass eyes would be like a prosthetic, but oh, that yeah. kind of goes towards more of your, uh, True. you're talking about, I, I'd want to wholeness. I want a wholeness. Yeah. Right. I don't want people to like be constantly staring at me. Right. Um, right. Uh, what was that? Stuart Scott. I think he just had a lazy eye. He, no, no, no. He got hit with a football. He had a glass eye? Yeah. Oh. He was on the sideline. He got hit with a football. Lost his eye. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty nice. Just, uh, <sighs> talking about lazy eyes. Bill Hader. <laughs> <laughs> what was the joke? Uh, I've heard about lazy eyes. That one's collecting unemployment. <laughs> one of the roasts. The, yeah, the roast. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but the thing about Pistorius that was kind of interesting was that, I, didn't, I mean, I knew he was ineligible, but they said that... Uh, for, for a while, he was ineligible to race, right? Because mm-hmm. they said those blades that he had, he was it required 25% less energy than the, like the a it similar It seemed runner. like they gave you like a spring. Almost a spring to it, right? Yeah. Which I can so, see. Yeah. Hmm. Um, if you had to have an amputation, <laughs> what would you get amputated? <laughs> my head. Head's gone? Yeah. 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 Uh, well. So that's, that's prosthetics. That's nice. what I know about prosthetics. Well... That's a very interesting topic, actually. Uh, we're going to go into something totally zany. I had an idea. I was going to do Cannonball That's as the topic, yes. but sort of went down a little another rabbit hole uh, during this. I was listening to an Alec Baldwin, Jerry Seinfeld podcast. Okay. And on there, Jerry says that he likes to start... He, when he, he says he, when he gets up, he likes it when his when his wife is out of the bed because he doesn't like a lot of cat pawing around. He likes to get up and go. 
And I thought it was funny. It took me, sent me down a rabbit hole of, is cat pawn a phrase? I had never heard of that before. Have you ever heard of cat pawn? No, but keep going. Is this where <laughs> we're going? Where with, we're going? No, I don't know. So, Michael, tell me what you know about cat phrases. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry to everybody out there listening to this. All I right. swear this gets a little bit more interesting. Okay. Uh, well, maybe uh, not. Curious but... like a cat. All right. So that's one. You got one. Yeah. I've got 50. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about all of them. There's a button on your iPod. Or uh, I... Don't. Don't. You got this far. You yes, might as well stay. For sure. All right. So we got, uh, should, I just, should I just rattle them off? Rattle off the ones you want. You right. can. Curious I, like a cat. Curious as a cat. Uh, don't be a pussy. <laughs> Is that on there? That's not, but uh, okay. 51. Okay. Um, um, this is how I feel like I, I, I always feel like I'd be good at game shows. And I then, knew this would happen on this. Yeah. I always feel like I'd be like good at game I'm gonna shows. I'm going to start rattling. It's so easy to do it at home. Exactly. And then you get, you exactly. get on the spot. I'm going to start rattling these off and you'd be like, damn it. Give me like 10 seconds. Curious like a cat. Uh, <laughs> well, really, it's curiosity killed the cat. Oh, you know? yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, not cats, nine lives. <laughs> uh, sort of. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go I'll ahead. throw it in there for you. Give it to me. Uh, I was, I had this coming. I knew you were going to have a problem. I didn't know you were going to have a problem. You might've rattled off like all these and I wouldn't have been surprised, but, uh, what the, uh, cat got your tongue. Oh yeah. Let there the cat go. out of the bag. It, there you go. Got cat it. out of the bag. Yeah. Um, so this comes from a lot of, a lot of, uh, origins go back to this one thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the English Navy. The Brits love these cat phrases, by the way. The English Navy had a, uh, a whip that they would use on people that that broke the rules. Uh, it's called the Cat O Nine Tails. So it's basically like a whip, but it sli- splits at the end, and yeah. you have multiple whips. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like a, isn't there like a cat? Um, anyways, it's like some some grass or something that does. It. Anyways, uh, the pain was so severe that it caused the victim to stay quiet for a long time. Another possible source could be from ancient Egypt. Uh, so the li- cat got your tongue. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. We'd be like, oh, the cat got your tongue. Okay. Yeah, that's where it came from. Uh, another possibility is that it came from ancient Egypt where liars and blasphemers' tongues were cut out and fed to cats. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Uh, you got this one. You took it super literally there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cat. The cat literally got your yeah. tongue. It is very uh, disputed around like where that came from. Um, so I choose to believe it. Choose to believe the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got it. They had early prosthesis. There you go. Yeah. They were smart. They were ahead of their time. That's building right. those pyramids, feeding cats tongues. And replacing toes. Uh, curiosity killed the cat. You yeah. nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, basically comes from, like, Shakespeare used it. Um, was that the first? Do we know if that's the first? It wasn't. Uh, it was basically 16th century is kind of when it first started. But um, it's technically done. It's the, the old phrase is care killed the cat. And I didn't really get, I kind of like curiosity. I think care, I still, I'm like constantly thinking about what that means. Mm. Care killed. Anyways. Um while the cat's away, oh, the yeah. mice will play yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. That's pretty much self-explanatory. That's right. Uh, Frage originated in the 1600s, though. Oh, wow. Um, you look like the cat that ate the canary. Is that uh, you're guilty? Uh, guilty, but you can also be, uh, you can just be satisfied as well. Like you could just, you could have. I've never have, heard uh, that being a saying. What? You look like the cat that ate the canary? No, I don't think I've ever heard. You never heard somebody use it. I know that like cats and, you know, Tweety Bird and whatever, but I don't think I've ever heard that even like it makes sense, but I don't think I've ever ever used it. You've never never heard heard it, like heard of it. 
I said this and you've never heard that before? Correct. Really? But you just said, what does that sense. mean? Oh, oh, oh so you just sense. inferred. Yeah, it's not. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> These are so good. You, you don't even have to. I, I've heard them before. <laughs> oh, uh, it also has another phrase, English. Uh, you look like the cat that got the cream. You're so uh-huh. yeah, it's either guilty, but you could also just be like, yeah, I got the cream. Like, I'm pretty happy with myself. Yeah. Well, the cat's like milk. Cat's like milk. Yeah. Um, got this one. Yep. You let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, I got that one. So that means uh, there was a secret yeah. and you let it out. Why? Where did that come from? Um, so again, this actually, they also can tie this back to that cat of nine tails on the ship. Mm. Um, but it's basically, it, Snopes even got involved in this and said that they didn't like that. They didn't. They couldn't tie it back to that, okay. that origin. Um, but the other option is, is that uh, cats are small and they get in like bags <laughs> at home and then you open it out you. and then a bag jumps and a cat jumps out. Oh, the cat's out of the bag. It's, yeah, I like the phrase, but I don't really see where it comes from. And then, uh, <laughs> what are you, a scaredy cat? Oh, uh, yeah. You, you scaredy cat? Yeah, because they're easily frightened. Uh, easily frightened. Um, and now, those are the ones that I've kind of went and did some origins on. These are now just kind of... Uh, some funny little words and phrases, some idioms. Uh, you take a little cat nap. Oh, yeah. Short cat nap. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Why, uh, the, uh, I, so these, sleep. I don't know the full. Yeah, I mean, I don't Short know where naps. they exactly started using these phrases. But yeah, cat nap, uh, sleep or doze for a short time. Uh, you can be a cat burglar. People coming in through the windows. Yeah, that ha- there has to be some history on that, though. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, expression first used between 1905 and 1910. I wonder why um, a cat burglar was what they were called. Well, I mean, cats go up and they can just climb well and they've got good balance. I wonder. Uh, you know, they're just, they're up there. Um, to Catch a Thief, he was a cat burglar. Yeah. Uh, in that yes. movie. Um, some of these I, I haven't heard, but I like. Uh, <laughs> you're like uh, a cat in glove. A cat in glove catches no mice. And that's basically to say... If you want to, if you want to get something, you got to take your hand, you got to get your hands dirty. Basically, that's what you'd say. Okay. So if you're not being aggressive well, enough, and it's, or, and its claws don't go through the gloves. Exactly. Yeah. A cat in gloves catches no mice. Gotcha. Um, a cat may look at a king. Is basically the meaning. Meaning is that a person of low sh- social standing still has rights. Uh, minimal human rights apply. Hey, cats can look at a king. That's what you'd say. Uh, this one is attributed to Benjamin Franklin. My favorite president. <laughs> All cats are gray at night. A way of saying that in the dark, physical attributes are unimportant. <laughs> so Ben Franklin was just banging people that he didn't think were very attractive. No, I, I think it probably relates back to uh, the slavery issue at the time, uh, founding the country, and he's, he was an abolitionist even then. All right. There you go. Um, you're a copycat. Yeah, copycat to go. go. Uh, I like this one. You're as conceited as a barber's cat. I Meaning someone with who has a high opinion of themselves or their importance. Um, oh, this is one I like too. You're busier than a one-eyed cat watching two mouse holes. I don't, I've never heard that before. I, I got to imagine that's just some ha-ha-shit British. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what... That was what, a good accent. Yeah, that accent was awesome. I was expecting you to do something like... Uh, Alabama, and then you went... Uh, yeah, I didn't know which went, way I was going to go there. said British. Yeah, yeah. Well... Those are actually very similar. That's true. Uh, you're a cool cat. Yeah. Uh, oh, this one's funny. A dead cat bounce. A dead uh-huh. cat bounce is a, a financial uh, phrase. It means um, 
a phrase often used in financial markets refers to an automatic recovery of a financial market. So it might go down, crash, and then immediately come back up. Okay. So a cat jumps out of a window, it bounces right back yeah. up and runs away. That makes sense. Um, oh, this is a good one. Oh, fat cat. Derogatory term used to describe someone who has acted dishonorably or in a questionable way to achieve wealth. Yeah. Uh, if they've been acting dishonorably, I don't think you have to worry. I mean, derogatory term, they're just derogatory people, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to know it's a derogatory term. Yeah. Like, yeah. They've acted dishonorably. Yeah. Of course, they're they're derogatory. Uh, oh, man. Well, this is like like herding cats. Got it. They're, they're running all over the place. They're hard to herd. Yeah. Um, look what the cat dragged in. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, don't play cat and mouse with me. <laughs> How many more you got? <laughs> uh, about 10. Uh, keep going. Uh, so this is, I guess, as close to cat pawing around as you can get. Pussyfooting around. But that just means like lollygagging, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I guess that's, just what, sorta, that's what Seinfeld was. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he doesn't want to just waste time in bed waking up. Like no cat pawing around. So is he saying that his wife uh, makes him just like lollygag? Perhaps, or maybe okay. she wants to, you know, learn, learn lean over and have a conversation about yeah. what's going on in the day and yeah. what are they going to do for breakfast. He doesn't want any of that. He wants to get up and go, baby. Why would you want to do that with your wife? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting one. On, uh, the cat's pajamas. I gotta get I've through always all heard that one. I, w- I will give you more, but I, I got to get through these this list. Yeah, the cat's pajamas. Just yeah, uh, refers to a person who is the best at what they do. Yeah, but wh- all right. So why? I don't know. Okay. I, I want. I, I I didn't know. Put it on my list to look up. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of messed up. More more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> my my question is: Is there more than one way to skin a cat? Um, just depending on where you start. You'd have to talk to a taxidermist or. A- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, or a really messed up person. Uh, I never heard this one. To bell a cat. Uh, it refers to an impossible task. Believed to originate from the fable of a mouse who has the idea of hanging a bell around a cat's neck to warn them of its approach. Hmm. So it's really hard. Okay. So this, I'm going to skip this one and come back to it because I'm going to end on it. Okay. Um, see which way the cat jumps is, is one way to say we're going to wait and see. Yeah. Um, wanton kittens make sober cats, meaning, uh, refers to people who in their younger days may have acted wildly or without restraint, often learn to their cost that it's, that its behavior is inappropriate in later life. Hmm. Um, this is just a word that I, just the catwalk, uh, the uh, fashion runway. Yeah. yeah you you go down the catwalk. A word um, made famous by right, right f- said Fred, right said Fred. I don't know. I'm too sexy for my shirt guy. Oh, yeah. On the catwalk. On the catwalk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, side fact. Catwalks are two-thirds the length of the room. There you go. And they're eight feet tall. Uh, and the last one. This one came up in conversation uh, this weekend. It comes from... It's when somebody is rude when they use a pronoun. You'd say to them, she's the cat's mother. Have you ever heard this before? No. I've never heard this. And it's so its meaning is often it's often used to rebuke someone, most often used when a mother is called she in a conversation, sometimes seen as being a disrespectful way of address of of being addressed, giving rise to a response. Who's she? She's the cat's mother. I have no idea. Somebody used that this weekend around you. Uh huh. 
I mean, do I need to have a talk with this person? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you loose. Okay. Uh, be like cats and dogs. Fights like cats and dogs. That was one yeah. I skipped. Cats too obvious. Um, but yeah, that was something I'd never, ever heard before. It's basically just like a phrase to mean, I never even heard, why is it so bad to use she to refer to your mother? You're supposed to say, oh, you're my mother or my mother's friends. Like you ne- can never refer to them in their pronouns. She's like her friends. Crazy. Yeah, her friends. In further re- reading about this, this is like purely British. Uh-huh. This is like purely like <laughs> British. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to work it. on that accent. I got to work on it. Well, yeah. I, I don't have a good aristat- or aristocrat yeah. accent. Well, you kind of laugh like a French person. Then you go uh, deep south and say British. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I do. Genius. Yeah. Uh, I found out there was actually a cat burglar. It, like a, a famous the original one? one, yeah. The original? Who was it? Uh, I, well, I don't know his name, but he. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Arthur Edward Young. Uh, he was able to break into a bunch of places only using a small table knife to push back the window catches. Oh, yeah, nice. Oh, so people, yeah, you gotta lock your windows, right? And so I guess that was the genesis of Catwoman, maybe as well. Mm. Right, another one. Yeah, super uh, flexible and, and dexterous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I have one follow-up question. Please. Are you okay? I'm great. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Well, I had one cat topic, but that was like 14 weeks ago. Uh, no. 20. 18 weeks ago. Yeah. 19, 19. 20. Yeah. So I felt like I could throw out another cat topic. Yeah, bring them up. be so weird. That's true. <laughs> and I was trying something, a la your hills. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it. I really did like it. So there you go. Um, I didn't realize there were so many. That's what I. That's why I got on this, and I was like, "Wow, there's a lot, and they're all somewhat interesting." Yeah, you just couldn't mildly. You couldn't they're stop. all mildly interesting. Is there, there's more. You yeah, I was, I, there was an easy copy paste too. I could just copy all these into my notes and be like, "I'm ready to go." Pretty cool. You put a lot of work into we this. Put show. a lot. Of shh, shh. Uh, um, cool. I think that's gonna do it for today's show. That's it. Yeah. I hope everyone learned a little bit about the cat phrases yeah. that we uh, we use and we hear in our lives every day. And I hope you have a deeper appreciation for their origin. Yeah, this this episode, uh, you could say it was the cat's meow. It's the cat's meow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ended on that. We'll sign off on that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>